Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. I'm Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we talk to Jake Thomas again, but we're not talking about his niche site at all. We're gonna talk about YouTube. And I, I mentioned in our, our last interview, uh, Jake is a bit of a YouTube nerd. There's a reason for it. You know, He was doing some analysis for work, but he's been uh, spending a lot of time on uh, creator hooks where he shares sort of ideas and some strategies on the YouTube side. Today, we're going to cover two different uh, sort of analyses that he's done, uh, one looking at YouTube search results and another at YouTube titles, and hopefully, we'll get some great ideas around uh, kind of creating YouTube videos and uh, making them useful for people and, you know, getting more views. I think that's the goal. So, Jake, how's it going today? It's going excellent, Doug. How are you doing? Doing really good, and I'm a big YouTube nerd as well. <coughs> I, I really enjoy the uh, the format and the community and all that stuff. And it's kind of cool when it comes together. You know, you and I uh, are into SEO, and we have this knowledge about keyword research. And a lot of creators, maybe on YouTube, don't use that sort of search uh, idea, and they're just maybe treating it more like a social media platform or something. But but anyway, let, let's hear um, a little bit about the analysis, uh, at least the, can you intro the two case studies? And I want to ask you a little bit about yourself and why you actually know about YouTube. So wh- what did you actually look at in these case studies? Yeah. So YouTube SEO is very interesting. I was at, uh, I was at VidSummit a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to this guy and he, he was like brilliant. Uh, he was one of like the smarter, like YouTube consultants there. And, um, but he's, he's a behind the scenes guy. And he was like, you know, you can always tell, you know, it's a red flag when someone talk, starts talking about YouTube SEO. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And he just comes from a totally different world. Um, you know, he comes from like the entertainment world, you know, and YouTube, I don't know like what the ratio is, but you know, between like 70 and 80% of views on YouTube are from like browse and suggested. So that's where kind of, you know, the, the main kind of magic is, you know, like no one's searching for Mr. Beast videos. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not ranking in search, but he gets, I don't know, hundreds of millions of views or whatever it is a month. So, you know, so there's just, there's a world where, you know, some people love YouTube SEO, some people hate it. But if you sell a product or if you're doing reviews that uh, people are searching for, then um, there's definitely a lot of value there. So one kind of like mini study I did, and it's not like a super official study, but, uh, but I put a lot of time into it and I, I learned a lot um, and I thought it was really cool. But I put a thousand uh, search results into a database and then I just kind of nerded out on them and tried to see patterns and like, uh, you know, see what kept popping up. Um, and we can dive into that now if you want. Uh, I also have another mini study um, that we could talk about. Uh, so how do you want to do this here? Yeah. So introduce the other study, and then I'm going to ask you about your background, which will tell us why we should even listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. So the other study is I did 103 YouTube title AB tests. So the kind of, uh, you know, the thought behind that, well, there, there's a, a two, two prong, uh, thoughts behind that. So one, uh, I never want to be, so I'm like a YouTube title nerd. I'm talking about YouTube titles all the time, but I never want to be one of those guys who like is just talking about stuff like with no way to like back it up, you know? So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a hundred, uh, AB tests and I'm going to test, you know, my, 
you know, my strategies and theories against, um, you know, kind of the control. Um, so, and that's all going to be public. So I'm going to share people, um, you know, what that those are, uh, you know, what the actual results were, you know, the CTR, the click through rate of title A, the click through rate of title B. And then we're going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm telling you why I thought, uh, you know, the results were the way they were. Um, so I am super excited about that. And, uh, so yeah, we can talk about that, uh, second. Okay, perfect. So you, we mentioned it a couple of times, you're really into YouTube sort of, uh, titles and kind of the marketing and, uh, maybe metrics and analytics side. So what experience do you have with YouTube and with this specific area of metrics? Yeah. So I was, uh, I was working for a fishing company and I was managing their blog, which is kind of how we, you know, we were talking about niche sites, uh, in a couple of previous episodes, but I was also managing their YouTube channel. And so kind of how it went was, um, you know, we had our content meetings every morning and I would find different ideas from other niches. And I would say like, all right, cool. This, um, you know, this marketing, uh, channel they did, um, you know, you know, five copywriting mistakes that beginners make. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, let's do five redfish mistakes that beginners make, right? Cause we were in the saltwater fishing. So, uh, so that approach worked really well. Um, you know, I was, uh, just doing that internally. And then I started a newsletter. Um, we're doing that externally for everybody else. So I send out like five videos every Monday morning saying, Hey, he, this worked really well. And like, you know, for, for this channel and here's how you could adapt it for other channels. So, um, so what I do is I study like 200 YouTube channels a week. Um, I only look at titles and I'm only trying to find, uh, patterns between those two titles. Uh, or sorry, between, between, you know, what works. Um, so I've got database of like almost 500, uh, YouTube titles and, uh, just categorizing them and trying to see what works. Um, and then I have a dog, uh, dog YouTube channel to like test these theories, you know, cause, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier, I don't want to be one of those guys who's just preaching. Uh, and that has gone well. Um, it was doing about, uh, 40, 35, 40,000 views a month, uh, all last year and earlier this year. And then, I made some changes and it was doing about 350,000, um, uh, uh, at its peak this summer. And then, uh, there was, uh, some issues with my editor. And, uh, so we've fallen off that a little bit, but, uh, okay. but, uh, that's, uh, I've also been, uh, you know, it took me a long time to, to write these titles for these hundred AV tests. Uh, it was about 30 minutes of title. So it took me about, uh, like 50 hours total for the project. Wow. Interesting. And you're, you're done with all the AB tests. Is yes, right? I'm done. I, I am done. And you know, it, they ran for between two and three weeks. So all of the data is in and in about 24 hours from right now, uh, I'm going to launch it. So okay. uh, it will cool. be launched by the time uh, the audience is listening to it. It will be launched. Uh, you know, I'm just putting like the final touches on compiling. So it's going to be an ebook. It's going to be like $7 ebook. Uh, you know, not that much, but, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll, hopefully you'll like it. And the people yeah. that I've sent it to already have, they've been excited, which has made me more excited. That's awesome. You should charge more, man. I was like, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, is it going to be hundreds of dollars? But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, 
Okay, cool. So you're qualified. You, you did this professionally for another company. You helped uh, manage their blog. You helped manage the YouTube channel. It went well, right? And then you actually, you know, you work full time on um, your own stuff now. So you don't work with the fishing company anymore. And you have been studying for a long time, uh, all this YouTube stuff. So that's why we're listening to you. Okay. Let's jump back and talk about the search results. I, you know, again, coming from SEO, like I see it as valuable. I see the other dude's point. I wouldn't necessarily call it a red flag, but, um, there's a, there's such a huge number of people on YouTube that even 30% is a shitload of people. So like why ignore it if your skill set lies there? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so let's hear it. Uh, what things did you learn in the analysis? And in another case, um, I'm just going to leave it open cause I'm not sure how we should cover this, but I know you have a pretty good idea. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the other guy, you know, he was in uh he's coming from gaming, so it's all entertainment. So none of that is search. So, uh, I think, like I said earlier, totally different worlds. Um, but so mostly what I was looking at was like, how do you write titles to help rank in search? Um, so the, the most common like elements that were in, you know, these thousand titles. So the most common one was the current year. So, uh, and especially for like products or like how to's that are kind of changing. So, you know, like you, you know, how to train your dog, like you probably wouldn't, you know, you could, but it doesn't make that much sense, you know, to say how to train your dog in 2022, uh, because dogs aren't really changing, but it would make a lot of sense to say how to start a YouTube channel in 2022, um, because YouTube is always changing. Right. So, um, for, you know, for technology or, you know, things that are, things that are changing, like definitely, uh, include the current year. Um, and I would, think that so at least on youtube you know if you did how to start a youtube channel in 2022 and if you did that in um you know at the beginning of 2022 you could just like you know change 2022 for 2023 um but it's such a powerful title and such a power like it's such a powerful strategy that i would just make a new one um you know i'd, I'd do it for real for 2023 um you know i have heard uh you know people recommend uh just changing the changing the number in the title. Um, and you could, uh, but I, I think it's just, it's such a powerful strategy to just slap the current year in there. So I would definitely, uh, I would definitely, definitely include current year if it makes sense. Right. Um, and then also, uh, list videos do well for, I mean, even like, you know, best something like if you like best laptop, you know, if you're looking for like a singular, um, uh, you know, a singular search, then like for most of the time, like YouTube would still send you or would like still surface lists. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, it's not exactly what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for the best one. Uh, but you know, YouTube figured, Hey, like people probably like lists better. Um, yeah, another, another, uh, element that was most common in, uh, I got three more here. Just so we're talking about titles is the word beginner. Um, and this, this makes sense because for, for many searches, um, because you, uh, you know, Doug, you wouldn't say how to start a niche site. Like you, you probably wouldn't research that because you already know how to, the person who is researching that is probably a beginner. So it actually makes a lot of sense for you to say how to start a niche site for beginners. Um, so, and that's just one of those, um, just like you're just like psychology and like knowing your audience, knowing like the intent behind the search and knowing who is searching. 
Um, you know, I think that is, I think that's huge. And that's for really like anything is knowing the, the, the intent and knowing the person. Um, and I, I think if you can do those two things then you will be very successful at no matter like what kind of content or where you're trying to rank or get your content content found. Um, I think that was a huge theme that I learned here. Um, and then also authority. Um, so you might say like, you know, how, if we're going back to the dog training thing, uh, you know, how to train your dog or how a professional dog trainer trains their dogs, um, or how to train your dog like a professional dog trainer. That was an, uh, authority was another thing that kept popping up. Um, and then, uh, timeframes. So we're, uh, people are pretty impatient, right? Like you know, we want, you know, if you're searching for something, you want it, uh, you want it now. So timeframes, uh, was another common thing that I found. So how to train, how to potty train your dog in two weeks, um, how to start a YouTube channel in one hour, um, stuff like that. And these are, they're definitely not mutually exclusive too. So how to start a YouTube channel in one hour, you know, maybe parentheses in 2022. Right. Uh, and that's so you like, you know, just, match. yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, so those were just like kind of the, um, the, uh, the common elements of, you know, how to write titles and you're really kind of thinking about like how to come up with ideas, um, that, you know, people want to look for in search, you know, because the, the best way is, all right, let's say you know, how to start a YouTube channel as a beginner, you would run it like, in your intro. You'd be like, Hey, if you're starting your first YouTube channel, here's how it is. So you want to have that kind of like, you know, that match with your title and your intro. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, that's how to write a good, um, uh, <laughs> a title for, uh, for, um, ranking in and search in YouTube. Uh, a couple other like kind of just fun, like quick nerdy stats, uh, 45% of the titles ranking for the best, uh, you know, best laptop, best, whatever, 45% of those had the current year. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, only 3.4% of the titles had an emoji. Um, and mm-hmm. another, th- uh, another thing that I found interesting was most of those titles were like catered to like younger, younger people too. Um, so I think it was like, uh, you know, like best, uh, you know, best songs or something and it'd be, and you know, it's like kind of like kids, not kids channels, but like channels for teens and stuff. Uh, and they had like, you know, best songs in 2022, like three fire emojis and stuff okay. like that. So I, I think again, that was, that was just knowing who your audience is. Um, and then, um, you know, so this is something that, uh, you know, I used to do almost every single title, uh, but 19% of the, of the titles ended with parentheses. Um, do okay. you, do you write titles like, you know, kind of like to say your thing yeah. and then end that? I occasionally I use parentheses. Um, and one thing I need to look at is, you know, you mentioned the character count and, you know, most people watch on their phone. So it depends on the channel, but a lot of people watch on their phone for the stuff, the channels that I have. So, you know, it, things can get cut off, but putting things in parentheses can be, you know, powerful. And especially like if you, if you kind of lead them down the path of like the next question they may have or set them up with like some kind of curiosity, which is like, a, I mean, this is the extreme, like the clickbait style, right? Where it's like, you won't believe number five or <laughs> yeah. my jaw dropped when I saw number seven or something like that. But yeah, like I, I tried to mix a couple things in, but I, I mean, I see some things that I'm probably going to change up 
for some upcoming videos for sure. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Sanudo. It's a newer SEO app, or at least it's new to me, and it offers six main modules and over a dozen different tools. Basically, it helps you plan and write content for your website that is optimized for SEO. All you have to do is enter your domain name and a keyword, and then Sanudo will generate dozens or even hundreds of article ideas for your site, along with keyword sets and competition analysis. Then, Sanudo will guide you with the optimal content length, keyword usage, headlines, subheadings, and so on for every article that you write. That means that most of the very time-consuming SEO and content work is automated through one smart process that saves you a lot of time and effort. The best part is that when you follow Sanudo's guidelines for content, your site will gradually gain topical authority and reach higher positions in Google. What I love about Sunudo is the serious approach to semantic SEO, including keyword grouping and topical clusters. With Sunudo's unique three-step workflow, you can holistically plan, write, and track content that will put you ahead of your competition. And by the way, I did a demo that you could check out on a live stream over on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I, I ramble on for 10 minutes or so, but then I get started and actually show you the demo and how I've used the tool, especially the the right module and the uh, the content planning. It's very clear in the video, but basically you can check it out behind the scenes. The cool part is you can get a free, 100% free 14-day trial. You do not even have to enter your credit card you could follow the link in the show notes here and, uh, you know, help support the show. Check out Sunudo. It's a good tool. I've enjoyed using it so far. And let's get back to the show. Part of the reason why I got started in this was because at first I was really bad at writing titles and I almost got fired from my job because I was so bad. And um, so like this whole like creator hooks thing is a little bit of like, let me save the guy who is like, you know, my past self uh -huh. uh, because there's no one's like really like talking about how to write better YouTube titles in depth. Uh, you know, people will be like, add curiosity and, um, you know, you know, think about what your audience is searching for, but that's not like really tact, uh, tactical. So, um, so anyway, so that's kind of how I, I got this here. But what I would do is I would kind of find myself just like, not in like in a rut, but just like every single one of my titles would, would be like, you know, how to blank parentheses blank. Like, you know, I just, I would always just follow the same format. Um, so I just, and I wanted to find some numbers behind that with 19% ending in parentheses. Right. Um, and so, I, I do, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, currently I'm doing the same thing where I found a formula that works pretty good most of the time. So I'm mostly sticking with that. Um, you know, if it makes sense for the video, but I know, again, looking at some of the analysis that you've done and what you publish in creator hooks, like there's a handful of things that I need to mix in. I don't have to like change it every time, but I definitely need to like add some variety. And I think that's the thing. Like if you have variety, then you'll probably, you know, potentially create content that's a little bit different or it has a different framing, which is helpful. And then it just gives you like more variety and novelty is interesting for the audience, which is, you know, what you're trying to do, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there were two two more things that I thought uh, was interesting, um, you know, from this little mini study. The first one, so I don't have that much data, although I'm working on it, and this is part of me working on it. Uh, I think that statements do better than questions um, when it comes to writing YouTube titles. Here is some data behind that. For how-to searches, only 2.5% of the titles uh, that were ranking in the top five were questions. So for how-to searches, you probably should not write a question. You probably shouldn't use a question in your title. Um, for best, you know, best blank, uh, 4%, 4.2% of the titles were questions. Um, you know, so it's up, you know, two and a half to 4.2. Um, still not that many. But for X versus Y, so it might be like, you know, um, you know, stock investing versus real estate investing, um, 31% of those titles ended in a question. Um, so I don't know if that's just how people are, like everybody's just following the same thing. Um, but but 31% is, is a lot different than 2.5%. Um, and yeah. Interesting. Uh, quick follow-up here. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Jake. Um, for, for like the how-to, so can you give an example of a question versus a statement? And I'll, I'll just feed it to you so it'll give you a second to think. So how to create a niche site. So what's the question versus the statement? Yeah, so you know, how to create a niche site, you might say um, how to create uh, your first niche site, question, question mark or something. Um, versus an authoritative how to create your first niche site. Okay. That might be, or like, you know, or what's the best way to create a niche site? Um, you know, and that's kind of wordy. Um, but, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I think that making a bold statement and state, you know, taking a stance is usually better, um, on YouTube to, uh, you know, to, you know, to make your point. Cause people, you know, people also, uh, they want, you know, credibility is a big thing that decides whether or not people are going to click. Um, so, uh, you know, so I think that maybe asking a question isn't a great way to um, build curiosity. However, if you're doing a comparison video, maybe that is. And one thing before we move on to the the next case study here, maybe, you know, you could have the authoritative title and then in the thumbnail, you could have a confused person and pose that question in a little bubble or something like that. So like, then you, you kind of get the best of both worlds where the, the title is authoritative and you're like, dis, like displaying the, the person that might be searching for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to titles and thumbnails, definitely it's like a one, two punch and you know, there's a couple of different ways you can, you know, kind of attack a, a title and, and catch somebody's attention. Uh, and you, a big mistake that people often make is repeating the thumbnail or repeating the title and the thumbnail, right. you know, and you're wasting an opportunity. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, this is definitely, it's a one, two punch kind of thing. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, we're, we are definitely running close on time, but I want to hear about the AB test. So that will be available. So we'll, we'll link up for it, but yeah, tell us a little bit about you, what you learned in the 103 AB test. Yeah. So, um, a couple things. So first off, one one thing that I've seen off seen work well often is calling out beginners. Um, and I think so. I'm uh, kind of sort of learning how to play the piano. And I recently binge watched a YouTube channel. It was like a you know how to play piano YouTube channel. 
And later that night, I was laying in bed and I was like, oh, what just happened? And what I did was I looked, I watched like, uh, you know, all of the, all of their videos that had the word beginner in them. And that's because I'm insecure about my piano playing skills. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm reading these piano, these, you know, these other videos and, you know, how to read sheet music, how to play the song. And I'm like, there's no way I can play that song. You know, I'm just, I'm just a beginner. So I was insecure, but I'm hungry to learn. Right. So there's a lot of me. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, so I think, oh, and also, yeah, yeah. Uh, insecure and hungry to learn. And there's a, you know, beginners are like the biggest subset of, of any audience. Right. So, you know, everybody starts as a beginner, fewer people become intermediate and then even fewer become experts. So, um, so in the titles that I, um, that I kind of made them for beginners, I increased the CTR by 23% on average. Wow. Um, so, so an example, uh, Canon EOS M50, uh, more than enough in 2022. Uh, so that was the, you know, the original title and then, uh, the best, my, you know, title B, my title was the best camera for beginners. Right. So, um, you know, so I, I, there's kind of a lot that went into that title, but, you know, taking out like the exact keyword, um, but saying, Hey, this is the best one for beginners. Uh, and that increased the click through rate by 20%. Um, and that one. And then uh, another one was, um, you know, NFT, ter- NFT terms that you need to know. Um, and then, you know, my new title was 45 NFT terms beginners need to know. Um, so really like just slapping, uh, <laughs> slapping the word beginner on there um, increased the CTR by a lot. Um, that specific example, there were only like a couple hundred impressions. Um, so it wasn't like super, I don't want to like put too much stock into it but I increased the, the click the rate uh, by 82%. Um, so I think it was still, still a win, a uh, huge win. Uh, and if I think, I think that if we, if there were way more impressions, then it would probably be closer to 20% or so. But I think 82% is a sure, a sure W on that, that regards. Wow. So throw in beginners. Okay. So yeah. everybody look out for a shitload of videos from me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> beginners. I'll do new ones. I'm not just going to you know, throw it at the end of an existing video. Maybe not. I'll do a few. I'm going to do yeah, a few. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, you know, how to start a YouTube channel for beginners in 2022. Boom. Yeah. And like, like, as you start to like, you know, if you search something on YouTube, you're probably going to start seeing that all the time. And you'd be like, wow, Jake was right. There's a lot of beginner stuff. There's a lot of 2023 stuff. Uh, so that was, that was cool. Um, you know, a couple other things I tried, um, you know, making things broad. So, um, you know, sometimes if you want to like, if you, for, this was an example from a sports channel. So the title was how bad was Hashim Thabit? Um, do you know who Hashim Thabit is? No. I didn't think so. No, most people don't. Uh, even though this is an NBA channel and his audience is, uh, you know, NBA fans, Hashim Thabit just isn't that well known, well known of a name. You know, it's not like dropping LeBron's name in there. Um, but so my title was, is he the biggest bust in NBA history? Um, so making things a little bit broader, making them, you know, for a, a broader audience, but also giving them a label. So, you know, taking it to the extreme. So like the biggest bust in NBA history, you know exactly what that is. Um, you know, like we talked earlier, like the best, the best camera for beginners, um, you know, as opposed to uh, Canon EOS M50, um, you know, and Hashim Thabit, we're talking about best camera for beginners or the biggest bust in NBA history. Um, so in this, 
excuse me, uh, in this NBA history one, uh, that increases the click-through rate by 25%. Um, Got it. It didn't always work, though. There were a few different things. Uh, you know, there's a lot that kind of goes into that. So, you know, as you're thinking about titles for your channel, um, you know, same thing with like the Canon EOS M50 thing. Uh, does everybody know what it is? If they do, if you're talking about LeBron, put LeBron's name in it. But if you're talking about Hashim Thabit or um, I don't know how popular the Canon EOS M50 is, um, but really try to think, does everybody know what this is? Um, if yes, then put the name in there. If not, give it a label and try to take it to the extreme. You know, best camera for beginners, uh, biggest bust in NBA history. And that's like one of the simplest things that you can do if you're talking about products or people. Um, is give them a label, try to take it to the extreme. Perfect. This has been uh, really educational. I can't wait to uh, pick up the the uh, ebook with this uh, further information. So, Jake, um, it's always amazing to talk to you. We do have a couple other interviews out there that people can check out. So we'll link up to that for sure. Where should people find you? Uh, so on Twitter uh, at you can search Jake Thomas or you can uh, or at J Thomas underscore underscore. I did a I did a very poor job on choosing my username there, but um, but yeah, my my Twitter SEO game has been stepping up recently. So just search Jake Thomas, you'll see a bearded guy with a golden retriever, and that will be me. Or you can go to creatorhooks.com. And that's the the newsletter. You can read past editions if you want on there. But uh, but yeah, it's totally free. It goes out every Monday morning, um, and I people seem to like it. So uh, so I would uh, I would suggest to go sign up for it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I'm I'm subscribed there, and yeah, you are. You're blowing up on on Twitter over here, and I, I think the I think the handle's okay. Like the double underscore, <laughs> we'll, we'll link up to it. No one has to remember. Perfect. We'll link up to all your stuff. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Doug. Thanks a lot to Jake, and be sure to check out the other interviews that I did with him. I I think it's kind of cool to interview someone, get an update a few months later. And sometimes, not necessarily with Jake, but sometimes you can hear the difference in mindset or, of course, there's like updates and things that worked and didn't work, but sometimes you can hear a distinct difference in how they look at their online business. So hopefully you got some good ideas about titles for YouTube, of course, but I think you can use these same ideas for titles of your blog post, for example, or maybe you have an email list. You can use these same ideas. It's really all about copywriting. So have a look and and check out, be sure you look over at uh, Jake's Creator Hooks newsletter. I am signed up for it and it's pretty short email, just filled with uh, useful information. Pretty cool. Okay. Before I finish up today, everyone is kind of going crazy for chat GPT, which is the latest iteration from OpenAI. And I, you know, at the time I'm recording this, I haven't had a chance to play with chat GPT yet, but I... I will check it out. I think by the time this episode comes out in a couple of days, I will have created an account and see what it can do. But everyone's very excited. I, you know, without using it at all, it's fun to speculate when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But 
You know, I, I feel like GPT-3 really had a lot of hype and it was overhyped and it really under-delivered. This is a new iteration, the chat GPT. So I I wonder if it's a little bit better if they fix some of the things that you know weren't as great. We hear a lot of buzz on like Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but people tell me on Twitter. It's very popular, but I've heard people talk about it. And in my circle, a lot of people are excited. So I'm interested to see where it'll go. Now that said, I have actually been testing out Jasper and I've tried to use it a little bit more recently. So last week I actually used Jasper to summarize and essentially take like long form articles and put them in bullet points, get rid of the fluff. And I use that in my email newsletter, which if you want to sign up for is over at nichesiteproject.com or there's probably a link in the uh, in the show notes here, but you can go to niche site project and sign up for the email list. But I was just trying to use something that was useful to me specifically. Now I, I haven't been able to get or publish a lot of content that I thought was really high quality from Jasper where I would publish it over on one of my websites, but it has been good as a research tool. It's been fun to use it and see what Jasper can do. That said, one of the things with Jasper is you really have to like hold its hand and tell it what you want to write, what you want Jasper to write for each paragraph. So it's a little time consuming and you really have to treat the long form content very granularly. So if I want 2000 words, I have to like tell Jasper what I want for every 200 words. So there's a lot of touch, touch points in there. I've been using a tool called Content at Scale, and I don't have a lot of hours with it, but I found it to be very effective. The promise of Content at Scale is you can use the content directly from the tool. They say you don't need to edit it. It's already formatted, which is kind of insane, and it's long form. So I put in my title or at least the topic. I let content at scale know what the audience was. And then I said, write it. I think it took five minutes or so. And there was a draft and it was formatted. It had a little highlighted uh, section, uh, sort of a featured area with the key takeaway. It had subheadings, it had a table of contents and it was, I would say, 95% good with Grammar. I have Grammarly Pro, and I did see a couple stylistic issues, maybe one or two potential grammar mistakes. I think they use the word towards instead of toward in one instance, which I'm pretty sure I would misuse anyway. Grammar is not my strongest suit. So out of the box, content at scale seemed to give a full length. It was 2,300 words or so, and it was ready to go. There's also some optimization, uh, on-page optimization details. So it was, I would say, 80% to 90% 
screen. So you could think of that as like a surfer SEO type, you know, a lot of these tools do that kind of thing. And they let you know, use these words in the subheadings, use these words uh, throughout the document or whatever. So probably 80% of the way there. I think it's a viable tool if you just want, you know, content out of the tool without having to hold its hand like Jasper. The thing is content at scale, it's more expensive. It, it does more and you get essentially a finished product. So people have been very interested in hearing more about the tool. I actually published a quick demo where I compared Jasper to content at scale to see you know how they would treat the same sort of inputs. So I'll put a link for that, of course. I'm an affiliate for content at scale. So if you do check it out and make a purchase, I would get a commission, which I appreciate. And uh, yeah, if you have any experience with actually any of the tools, Jasper, the content at scale, I'm drawing a blank, scale nut. There's, a, there's like 20 of these tools now. Or chat GPT, let me know how you uh, found them. Were they useful? What did you use them for? Where were the gaps? Did you have any problems with using any of the tools? So you can shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show, and I'll link up for content at scale, Jasper, the video I did, and of course all the stuff for Jake, but I just wanted to mention those couple tools because it's such a hot topic, such a hot topic these days. That's all for me today. Have a great day. We'll catch you on the next episode.